So we're going to read 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to be reading verses 30 through 34. So this is right after where we left off from this morning. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 30. Why are we in danger every hour? I protest, brothers, by my pride. All right, I'm sorry. Let's start in 29. There's a really weird part where it starts talking about baptizing the dead that doesn't really apply to anything that we're going to talk about today. But we're going to start in 29 and then move forward. So 15, 29. Otherwise, what do people mean by being baptized on behalf of the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptized on their behalf? Why are we in danger every hour? I protest, brothers, by my pride in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die every day. What do I gain if, humanly speaking, I fought with beasts at Ephesus, if the dead are not raised? Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Wake up from your drunken stupor, as is right, and do not go on sinning. For some have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your resurrection, and I thank you for what it brings to us um, on a spiritual salvation level, but then also in an everyday level too. Lord, I thank you for giving us a, a path and a guide uh, to, to do what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So this week I got a really cool opportunity. I got to read the obituary and pray at a funeral um, for a guy that he and his wife were very, very beneficial and helpful um, in my family while my dad was sick. And that was a really interesting experience. It was sad that he had passed on, but also in, in this week, it was an, a moment of encouragement too, because God is a sustaining God, but God is also one, he provides and promises eternal rest. This guy was a, uh, a botany uh, professor, um, was an expert in mosses, something that people don't really pay attention to, but he uh, did a lot of travel and a lot of study in mosses. And so he actually had a low blood, low blood pressure and then some other issues as well that made his voice kind of weak, and he whispered. And so you really had to pay attention when he spoke. But in all of that, he was faithful to, to take care of people in the community. He was faithful to take care of people inside the church. But then he also... Um, God was faithful to him in providing him the strength and the ability to take care of those things. And it was cool because at the end of the service, the pastor actually read through um, this guy's own testimony and how at the age of 15, he was called, uh, Christ called him to himself. And then he was actually out of church for for 15 years almost after that. Um, But after he met his wife, he got back into church. And it was just an interesting to see God's sustenance, God's promise for eternal life, but then um, and eternal rest, and also um, God's ability to maintain and hold on to his own even when uh, they may not be actively following after him. And so what we see in this text is a, a kind of an encouragement from Paul to the church at Corinth why are we in danger constantly if the resurrection isn't real? Why would I go and fight beasts in Ephesus if the resurrection wasn't real? And so this is where Paul really kind of emphasizes and highlights that everything that the gospel, the the resurrection message, everything the the gospel is, 
it's worth laying it all on the line to share that message with other people. And so uh, it is necessary uh, for, for us to do that. Another piece in this text that really stood out to me is towards the end, uh, in verse 34. Wake up from your drunken stupor, as is right, and do not go on sinning, for some have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. And so he is speaking to a church, and I believe that Paul is actually speaking to people inside of that church that have no knowledge of God, or they're not saved. They may be members there, they may attend there, but they have no knowledge of God. And so the church at Corinth was full of just a variety of shenanigans. You can read on that on your own. It was not a very healthy place, but the gospel, But Paul uh, planted that church, and Paul was adamant at making sure that it was done, ran correctly. There were some internal issues. There were some doctrinal issues. There were also some teaching issues. And so Paul was addressing this. But what we see in here, so if, if we look at, what it means to not be sinning, we can also see that as holiness. And so I'm glad that we sang Take Time to Be Holy before I got up here. Look at that. Matching, matching songs, matching shirts. Look at that. And so the reason that they're to be holy is not necessarily for their own benefit. Their holiness is then not necessarily for the benefit of the church, but rather the holiness that the church at Corinth is required or expected, according to Paul, is for the lost people that have no knowledge of God. So often we talk about reading our Bible for our own benefit or so we can be a better Christian, but rather it actually, our holiness affects those on the outside, outside of the church, inside the church, those that are lost as well, but, but the lost outside. And so this is an encouragement. This is nothing new, but just an encouragement to our holiness. Our personal holiness is for us. It is in honor of, and brings back glory to God, but for Paul in this passage, our holiness, their holiness, was for the lost people. Be holy for the lost. I want to encourage you, just process that and see what, what, that, what that has for you. And then also, just the, the importance of the strength to move forward and the strength to share the gospel, because we know what the end is. We know what is beyond, um, what are, what's beyond death. Unfortunately, we have to deal with death. We have to deal with suffering and pain in this world currently. But we as believers know what lies beyond that door. I want to close. We are. I told you. We're going to be quick today. I'm going to close with towards the end of chapter 15. So if you would please turn with me to verses 48 and 49. There is a, a lot in chapter 15. The rest of chapter 15 actually talks about the importance of the resurrection and how the resurrection then actually affects us in our new bodies and our new life. But I want to just highlight this passage, and hopefully this will give you encouragement as you start your week. Verse 48, As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. So Adam and Eve both of them, not one or the other, Adam and Eve. They both took the, the fruit that God said, hey, let's, let's not eat of this, and they did it anyway. And so we're cursed with sin. We're cursed with, with pain, suffering, and brokenness. That's just a part of our life. But as believers, we are going to be able to take on the image of the man of heaven. And that is a beautiful, beautiful picture. We have a future, uh, future glorification that sometimes seems really far off when days are really hard and when there's a lot of bad stuff going on. 
But um, that is what our future has. I want to also, I was really quickly scrolling through a BBC article, and they actually said that Christianity is one of the most highly persecuted religions um, in the world. Uh, we don't see that necessarily as much here, but across the, across the world, uh, Christianity is increasingly more and more persecuted. And I want to encourage you, um, that's going to happen here. That's going to come here. But we must remember that because of Christ's death, because of Christ's resurrection, we have a right relationship with God, but we also will be transformed and we will be made new and we will be made right. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you again for this time. I thank you for your word, and I thank you for the way that it speaks. Um, I pray that you would just continue to be with us and continue to grow us as we go about our week and the coming months. In Jesus' name, amen.